0: Hear ye, hear ye, the royal wedding is upon us and Meghan Markle's family is everything. But
1: more importantly, let's talk about this Yanny Laurel controversy.
0: I have a troll patrol with the best twist of the summer movie season.
1: I'm going to introduce you to Donnie Baker, who is a hero that will put birdseed in your bug
0: zapper. Guys, if you need to know why I have such a grudge against fat white dudes, two words, Blake Farenhold.
1: Speaking of white dudes, Zach Morris is trash. This
0: is Wigs and Wise. Bitch. You're a bitch. Cheers. I am not about to start a conversation with a white man. Ava
1: DuVernay, like... A wrinkle in time. I'm gonna. Really, I have a feeling. Hey, that little bird. Excuse me.
0: Prince got in his limousine and tried to run over Michael Jackson, Latoya, and their mother.
1: I'm not trying to take anything from Lady Bird. She oh. became very involved in the dojo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet she taught. I should be a lawyer. There was a, You're too
1: boring, and you need to fire your fucking stylist.
0: Okay. very Christmas, Jack. If we have to sit through Dunkirk, like, you can sit through Lady Bird.
1: And I like Dunkirk, but yeah.
0: Prince comes over with a big box, and he used to call Michael Jackson Camille.
1: <laughs> I'm so apathetic to him. No, I guess I don't like him.
0: So she made $4 million. That goes in the shell. Go
1: isn't, isn't Quincy Jones bisexual? I'm sorry. It was Clive Davis. <laughs>
0: And the day Clive Davis has touched a vagina...
2: Do you um, want me to do it again? Yeah,
0: I want you to do it again. Listen to Lindsay scream.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, it's
1: pretty pretty good. good.
0: Have you watched it again? I don't have time for that. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know why, but that is just the way that my body needs twigs. So, mystery solved. Thanks, Thanks, Grandpa. Grandpa. This is Wigs and Wigs. Kind of a lie, because we never wear wigs anymore.
0: Oh, that's true. I almost brought my Elsa today, but I forgot it. It was on a bag hanging off the chair, and I got outside to the car and was like, eh.
1: Too far. <laughs> I couldn't go and lock it's the door Too far. Back in. I do that all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we are recording.
0: Well, that's great. We're live on Instagram, too, with nobody
1: watching. Just wait for Mike Lacey to sign on and start talking shit.
0: But we're really here for the podcast listeners, so let's just say, Hi, Hi Wigs. Welcome to Wigs and Weiss. I'm Paul Crows. I'm Lindsay Harbert Silberman.
1: Um, and we are the two parts that make a hole. Mm. A black hole. Oh. In my soul.
0: Ugh. Every Butthole. subsequent sentence made it worse.
1: <laughs> that's kind of my style. Yeah, I just keep going true. and it's that bad. Is,
0: if you had a groove, that would be your groove. Yes. I make things worse as I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I should
1: get a hat. Yeah.
0: Um, how are you this week, my dear?
1: I am doing well. I, you know, it's it's the same old, same old.
0: No, it's not the same, old, same old. <laughs> no,
1: it's not because you know what? Recreational weed is legal, and it's changing my life.
0: Well, then, are we going to talk about that at some point?
1: Yeah, I think we might. Okay. I think I had. I don't have my bullet points, but I'm very loosey goosey this week. Would and... you
0: be upset if your mom were to stumble on this podcast and were to no, find out that be... you use recreational marijuana?
1: It's not like I'm high all the time by any means, right? And I mean,
0: like the sheer use of it. Are they? Do you think they'd be woke to your tr- awakening?
1: No, I've been trying to kind of, kind of massage my mom into a less like Nancy Reagan war on drugs Midwesterner. Okay. Um. For example, when they were here, uh, when we were in Palm Springs, uh, they, it had already been legalized in Palm Springs. Was one of the first places. In Southern California, to have places that you can just go in mm-hmm. um, and recreationally. So while we were there, I was like, "Do you guys want to go get high?" Oh, so th- okay. And she said no, but I think next time I'm gonna have I her. I couldn't even take a broach mint. the
0: subject. I don't think with my mom. you my don't think so. Now. I think and like I, I as you of like the least recreational user of all time. chairs, by the way. Mm. But I still Cheers. think the nature of it is so foreign to them. Yes, I don't know that you never know that about your parents until you ask. True. Um, I might not say, do you want to go get high? I might be like, what do you guys think about it?
1: Yeah, I think that... I mean, it's, the thing is... Mick Lacey
0: joined. I told you. I'm going to sign off.
1: <laughs> Shady. <laughs> Shady. Miss <laughs> Banji. Miss um, Banji.
0: Miss um,
1: Banji. Yeah, I, I think it has always been a huge taboo, and my parents are definitely like... It's a gateway drug. It's going to kill
0: you or whatever. Which it is. It's absolutely a gateway drug to cocaine, all those things. I mean, why do people ever say that? Seriously. Like, I like the first second you were looking at me like, Does is he for per- real? I know.
1: I was like, I need to look him deep in his eyes right now. Well,
0: you did. You saw it into me. I did. Um. Well, do we tangent already? Do we lose already our, viewers, our listeners? No,
1: I think no? what we were talking about was inter- more interesting than when we usually tangent at the top, right?
0: That's fair. <laughs> You're <laughs> usually telling people where you live. hmm
1: How there's like a neighbor.
0: Hey, do we, w- you have any housekeeping? Board? I did have some housekeeping though. Do you want to do it? I wanted to say real quick that I dropped a box on my head this weekend, you I, guys. Yeah. And I already told Lindsay this, but there was a split second where the uh, we moved, as I had mentioned in the podcast the last time. We moved, so it was like the very last box at the top of my closet. And of course, I needed a stepladder, but we had already packed it. So I <laughs> this braced... This is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're losing me. I'm about, I'm about to start talking about succulents.
0: The box hit me in the head, and it <laughs> hit me so hard that I walked away from it, and I w- thought I was going to come back in the room and see my dead body on the ground. But I didn't. And the reason I bring it up is that I came over to see Lindsay, and I said, are we alive right now? Is this mm-hmm. really happening? And to that end, I ask the listeners, if this is really happening. if you can hear us, let us know. Email. There we Instagram, go. Oh, look, at co- hey. look at you. Look at you. Hey. Um, but actually, housekeeping aside, I do have a new segment before <gasps> we get to our quirks, if you okay. will.
1: Ooh, a toppy top. Yeah.
0: So um, I'm going to try and do it every week. I would like to invite you to do it as well whenever you feel like you want to. Okay. But it's called My Dirty Fallon Joke. And it's going to be a kickoff to the week and a topic. That's something that I want to talk about, but I don't really want to talk about it. So I'm just going to give you a Dirty Fallon joke. Are you ready for my Dirty Fallon joke of the week? I can't wait. All right. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? Hope you're having a great week. All right. so It's a great Fallon. Hey. Hey.
1: Uh, Hey. uh, Hey. uh, I'm goofy. I'm
0: drunk. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. So guys. A lot has been said about DJ Khaled, so I'm just going to leave it alone. Because unlike his wife's vagina, his reputation has taken enough licks this week.
2: Whoa! (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a great night. That's a great...
0: That's my Dirty Fallen of okay. the week. I love like it. it? I right. do. I'm Well, on if you board. ever want to bring one to I the can't table, wait. I hope you will. Thank you. Thank and, you for
1: that invitation. And
0: with that, let's pop our corks. Mm. Mm. So why don't you get us started?
1: I would I would love to. So you You know Nev Schulman Sh- of...
0: And Nick just texted me this, and I'm so glad thing. you're talking about it.
1: Yes. Uh <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys! I did not do any research until about an hour ago, so this is <laughs> well, that, very topical. But the, exactly, this is top of mind, yeah.
0: and that's the spin.
1: That's the spin. So Nev Schulman, who we've kind of known, is a garbage person. He's yes, just like have. a total garbage pail of a person. For those of you who don't know, he is the host of Catfish on MTV, at least as of the recording of this podcast. No, like they've I've heard
0: suspended. They've already. suspended okay. it, but, but he has like, not been
1: fired, or, and yes. it hasn't been canceled sure. yet. They're doing um, an investigation into some sexual harassment Misconduct. accusations. So uh, a woman that was on the show, Aisha, Aisha Morgan, has come out and said, she posted on her YouTube, that when she was on the show... Hi, Chunk. Chunk Chunk. is joining us today. Oh, he's so warm.
0: You got a little tap dancing?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Tip, 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 tip. Uh, She was on the show. She is a lesbian, and apparently between every take, he would hit on her, ask her if she was bisexual, and then eventually propositioned her in a hotel room. Nev, of course, denies the allegations. He says that he has witnesses that will attest to the same. However... He was accused of punching a woman in the face when he was at school in Sarah Law- at Sarah Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He said that that was self defense and that the woman attacked him. She denied it, and he was expelled. So he has a history of just being a big old turd. So I I am. Obviously, on Team Aisha, anyway, of course. Innocent Shocking.
0: H- Till proven guilty, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. All that due process, <laughs> yada, 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 yada. But he does seem like a fucking scumbag. I feel like I have known things about him too. Like, I, there was a podcast a uh, friend of mine hosts. Um, where he was interviewed and on the interview you could just hear his superiority. T- yes, And uh, you should go back and listen to it. The, the podcast is called Please Advise with Molly McAleer and there's I'm assuming it's still up there and um, it's just one of those things you hear and you're like, oof, between the lines he is saying some weird stuff and the way that he's speaking to her specifically. I also have a friend who I is um, a listener, but I don't want to say, because I don't want her to not have this out there, but she saw him speak at co- at a college event and said that he was like, like every sentence that came out of his mouth was further ickier and ickier. Mm-hmm. But it, he, she did also say it never crossed a line into like, it's almost like he's a turd, but is he a dangerous turd? Right. And well, that's what we'll find out, apparently. We will find
1: out. if I mean, he did punch a woman in the face. Yes,
0: And that is, I mean... It's. I don't want to say like, yeah, sure. A woman at Sarah Lawrence could be very threatening. In theory, it doesn't <laughs> seem realistic to me. But sure, sure, maybe that could have happened. I, I don't mean, want the a school victim that brought shame us him. Sylvia Plath. If he if he was attacked at Sarah Lawrence by a woman, he is allowed to defend himself. But he got expelled for yes. it, right? So then, whatever, douche.
1: We don't like him. We don't like him. And we will, the verdict is yet to come out, but MTV has
0: suspended. Except out of your mouth, it's come out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I'll do housekeeping that I'll forget if he yeah. is not guilty. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That all makes sense. Yeah. Guys, I'm sexist,
0: <laughs> but in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I tell. You a little bit. I mean, I don't want to talk about the royal wedding, but I have to. I have a little bit of
1: royal wedding <laughs> okay. shenanigans, too. So
0: is yours about the Markle family? Yes. Okay. How could it not be? All right. So let's talk about the Markle family. Yes. And thank you to uh, Christy McRae, who's also a very loyal wig, who has been Hi, Christy. I almost us, met you in Napa. Emailing us at the uh, Wigs and Weiss at Gmail account, by the way. Which what a is,
1: great stan.
0: I mean, what a stand! What a stan. Um, and was like, you gotta be on this. And I am not someone who's gonna wake up at four in the morning to watch a royal wedding, but I'm fascinated by the events surrounding it. Sure. And to that end. Um, The Markle family is very entertaining. And I feel bad. And everyone keeps saying all these think pieces, like, stop talking about the Markle family. I'm not going to stop talking about the Markle family because this doesn't happen at royal weddings. Because Americans are usually not invited to the royal weddings. And this is America. So, like, let's talk about it. There are
1: some thirsty, thirsty Americans jumping on this uh, (laughs) royal wedding bandwagon.
0: So what I found out about this week is that there are these stage paparazzi pictures, which are so... Meghan Markle's father, whose name is Thomas, thank you, um, was... Photographed and the pictures leaked to the paparazzi into the press of him reading a book about Europe that's called like something like
1: British <laughs> Sites or something yes, like that. It's like
0: the one travel book you would never read Ever. before going to a country. <laughs> and he looks so like happily reading it. And then there's a shot of him also like watching, looking at some of the pictures of, of Meghan and Harry and they're over his shoulder at an internet cafe. Well, of course, it comes out that like this was a staged there's, event. There are also there's,
1: photos of him like working out on the know- Little carrying weights. Little weights. Yeah.
0: And Blessings so... That's hard. The more, and I actually, I feel for him. He is now, um, he's not going to the wedding. We have found out he's had heart surgery or is having heart surgery and mm-hmm. it's not going to able to go to the wedding. He's the least of my like make funnery, but it is a little bit funny. The sis, the half sister,
1: Samantha
0: is a piece of work. She was interviewed <laughs> on an ITV show called Loose Women, which by the way, why do we not have that format here Seriously? right now? It's like four women sitting at a table yelling at Americans. I want that show. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is that show. <laughs> You're right. Um, And she owned up, this is Samantha now, owning up to the fact that she's the one that made the paparazzi event happen. And um, she's weird. Like the way she talks, I think she might have, she has MS, but that is not part of this. I'm not making fun of people with it. But she's just like, you see her speaking and she's like very slimy and kind of like, she explains that this is all about him, her putting out an image of him that's more kind than the paparazzi normally would have if they were just to find them on their own. So she's like, I wanted them to see you lifting weights and reading and doing those sorts of things. And
1: I also wanted that money. Well, that's when
0: the woman on Loose Women was like, "Hey, before you go, question for you: Uh, Were you compensated? Can you outright say that your your father was not compensated for those pictures?" And she's just like, "Not to my awareness, was he?" Oh, come on, some direct from Florida, and I'm like, "Uh huh." And then, so she's like, not to my awareness, I don't believe that's happened. And the woman leans in, she's like, you know, you've been talking to your father. You're saying there has been, you can outright say there has been no money changed hands for these pictures. And she's like, if there is, it's been a pittance. (gasps)
1: Girl! Girl, if there, oh, come on. Nobody believes that for a second. At the end of the day,
0: it's this, right? Like, you, I do think that she wants to be a star. She's apparently writing a book called The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister. Are you serious? I'm serious. She's writing. She wants to write a book. So clearly we know she wants the fame. But we live in a post-Kardashian era where if she were to sit there and go, yeah, we got paid and I'm writing a book, what? Like, that's my deal. Right. Nobody. Who do you think you're fooling? No,
1: nobody. You're Meghan Markle's
0: half-sister. The
1: only reason she's trying to say, no, we didn't. We're not fame-hungry, thirsty people is because he obviously got disinvited from the wedding and walking her down the aisle because of his actions. But so, then he got
0: reinvited, didn't he? Because he was going to go, and then the heart thing happened.
1: Right. But, he, but then the heart thing happened, and then he was going to go again. Oh, he was? Yes. This is so good. And then he was like, no, no, I'm having heart surgery. So who knows so really what's happening? Not. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. That makes a little more sense.
1: Regardless, it's... I mean... I can't imagine, and listen, I don't know Meghan Markle from Eve or whatever, but it would be hard regardless if you're dealing with family shit when you're about to get married, but to have it on a global scale and see all these embarrassing freaking photos of your dad in the tabloids yeah. and you're just like, dad, come on. If you need money, I'll send you fucking money. Yeah. You don't need to do this. Yeah.
0: I totally agree, and uh, I mean I can't even just fathom like watching even like CNN, who was reporting on this like tackiness, called her CNN labeled her a mixed race daughter of divorce in their little heading, and I was like, why what? is that relevant? CNN like this has what?
1: nothing to do with anything.
0: Either of those things, like it's it, 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 so bizarre that that is part of like yeah. our reporting now. Um, the last thing I will say is that Thomas Jr. Who is the half brother and right. I feel full sister of Samantha is also very fascinating. He came out and just said in a letter to In Touch Weekly because you know how you go to when when you're concerned about somebody when you
1: need to touch base with family <laughs> go to In Touch.
0: You write a letter to In Touch Weekly saying it's not too late. This is actually it, this is to Prince Harry through In Touch Weekly. To be clear, it's not too late. Meghan Markle is obviously not the right woman for you. <gasps> It's going to be the biggest mistake in royal wedding history. She is giving the greatest performance of her life. She is acting phony.
1: Come on. It's, it can't be that hard to fall in love with fucking Prince Harry.
0: And to be fair, actually, if she's acting phony, she's not giving a good performance. She's giving a bad performance. So make up your mind. Yeah. Asshole. And then the last thing I'll also say, there's one more last thing. The nephew of her nephew, Tyler, and his brother, Thomas, um, their mother, Tracy... Um, who is Thomas's wife are all being flown to do court to be correspondents on good morning britain stop no they're already there like this is so bad for me no matter what you feel about her like can, yeah to your point like could you ever imagine that no
1: I, and can you imagine? Her I mean, thought I was process? talking shit
0: at your wedding, but I wasn't doing it on the media. Exactly. Like, I just was telling everybody there. I mean, was you did record there. it and then
1: put it out on well, YouTube. If but I Instagram
0: Live had existed, the things oh I would have said God. about your wedding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the officiant was a real.
0: What a stick boo sound! In the mud. All right, that's enough of the Markles. Um, hope that hope that sati- satiated your needs
1: for the royal wedding. We yeah. are still very excited for Tish and yes. um, what's his butt. Yeah. So, we, Paul and I were texting yesterday, a little backstory for this next one. And we were trying to figure out when we were, could record. Because everything's
0: been upside down.
1: And left and right. Right is left and left but is we're right. We're here now. Exactly. We're always here for you guys. We are. And, um, and Paul said, But the world's on fire. We have to record. And I said, Like this. And I sent him a link to the Tim Hortons shitter. Now.
0: Can I also say, I have already sent this on to two more people.
1: Really? I sent it to Mitch and Nick. It is. It is very upsetting. But also, I've watched it three times. <laughs> I've watched it like ten times. It's crazy. So for those of you not in the know about the Tim Horton Shitter... Um, This woman apparently wanted to dispel the stereotype of all Canadians being polite (laughs) once and for all. (laughs) Um, It took place at a Tim Hortons somewhere in Canada. I can't remember the province. I
0: think you can just say somewhere in Canada and it counts as all the provinces. People are like, okay, got (laughs) it.
1: Um, And there's no sound on the video, but this woman comes in. She's clearly very upset with the cashier. And she's yelling at them again. You can't hear what she's saying. The cashier is keeping their cool. Um, then the woman goes over to the little, bar, like, little milk bar where you would, you know, put your milk and your coffee and your sugar in the coffee. Grabs a handful of napkins, puts them on the counter in front of the cashier, backs up, puts her back against the little, like, <laughs> wall that separates the line from the regular area, pulls down her pants. <laughs> Takes a shit on the floor.
0: Fast, too.
1: Fast. And it's a solid poop.
0: It is a very solid poop.
1: Solid enough that she can then pick it up with one swipe, (laughs) throw it at the cashier. Not over, folks. She then... Goes, picks up the napkins (laughs) that she had set aside, wipes her ass, then throws the napkins at the person.
0: (laughs) You talking about it is making me sick, but it's worth watching, you guys. I promise it's so good.
1: I'm so sorry to the cashier that had to go through that. I know.
0: That is not funny.
1: It is traumatizing. You had shit thrown at you by a, a lunatic. Um. I have worked in the service industry for many years in my l- early adult life, and I've seen some shit, but never literally.
0: Coming at you. And
1: my God.
0: Did you read... I didn't read the article. I just watched the video. Was it about the restroom key? Yes. Okay.
1: So Tim Hortons released a statement to the effect of...
0: <laughs> of course. We have... What is Tim Hortons, by the way? Do I think it's a it coffee is? shop, oh, okay. like
1: coffee and donut shop, because okay. one opened in Indy, but it only lasted for months i know too much about tim hortons apparently
0: right a lot of people know about tim hortons now that's like the best promotion they've had really sadly enough i think i had never heard of them
1: i yeah i i only know that they closed in indy and then a woman took a shit in canada so tim hortons is having a rough week (laughs) um but they released a statement saying that it's up to the cashier's discretion of the bathroom policy but this uh this person had caused concern in the past for the safety of the people there. So it's clear that they're an unhinged individual to the point of doing the things that they did. So She belongs
0: in the United States of America. She
1: does. She's probably not Canadian, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, So sorry about the shit being thrown in your face. I hope it didn't actually get you. I hope that too. And, uh... Yeah, check out the video, guys, because it's crazy.
0: It's a pretty crazy video, and it's not as like, I was worried about watching it. Like, is it going to be traumatizing? It's not. It's really somewhat like cartoonish. Yeah, like, the whole
1: time you're like, wait, what? What did she do? Oh, and no. And I do I, oh, really? I agree
0: that it was a healthy deuce.
1: It was a healthy deuce. Yeah. No looseness to that deuce. No. It
0: loose,
1: was loose deuce. One
0: pick. Um, oh, we got to talk about little Tay again.
1: Jesus, really? She's yeah. back?
0: The youngest flexor of the century is The Youngest uh, Flexer of the Century. That's what she calls herself. Jesus. Um, she's in some hot water, you guys, because apparently Tay's mother, Angela, has been fired from her job as a Vancouver real estate agent.
1: Oh, I thought I was gonna be as a, as her manager.
0: No, she's still she's still able to count that cash. But uh, the money that was coming in as a Vancouver real estate agent is going to be dry because according to um, Jim Liu, who is the director of business development for Pacific Place Group, said that... That's where
1: she was working. That's
0: where she was working. As of last week, Angela is no longer attached with our firm. Our firm does not condone this type of behavior and has no place for this in our business. The way that uh, Jim found out that she was doing this is that They used Jim's car in one of Lil Tay's videos. Yeah, his Mercedes 500 is one of the cars Lil Tay said she owns, and she drives, and she gets behind the wheel. And yeah, that's Jim's car. They used her boss's car? They did. That's what what he's saying. a fucking bunch of dummies. Allegedly, that's what he's saying. So she's still posting videos. The most recent one is her driving a Rolls Royce um, with a dog and sunglasses in the passenger seat. She then exits the car and kicks the car. And leaves a dent because it's her car and she owns it and she doesn't care. I'd love to know whose car that actually is. I know. It's clearly not mom's or hers. Um, And this also led me down a wormhole to find out a little more about the latest on Bad Barbie. Bad Bobby, unfortunately... Um, I didn't know that. And if guys hadn't listened to last week's episode, Bad Bobby is the Cash Me Outside girl. Right. And if you don't know who the Cash Me Outside girl is, Watch good, for good for you. Good for you. Um, but she is signed to Atlantic Records. Yeah, I didn't know that it had gotten that deep.
1: Yes, she has a legit music career now.
0: Yeah, she's like on tour. She's got a career. She released a video two weeks ago called Gucci Flip Flops. David Spade is in the video and remember she had that little like tiff with him
1: oh right tiffed?
0: tiff 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 mm. <laughs> um so he he now realizes it's just more attention for him smartly so he's in the video and she did a behind the scenes guys of shooting the video and it's worth watching in its entirety but i'm just gonna play you one portion right now because i know it's gonna make Lindsay leap out the window I are you ready wait. for it here we go
1: so basically i feel like- I was meant to be, like, some type of comedian because it's just, like, in my blood. Even when I'm, t- when I'm telling stories, I would just be like, he said, she said, he said, she said. I'll, like, get up and start explaining to you what happened. Wait. <laughs> she's... She's, a sto- she's the storyteller of our generation.
0: You know, she's not just a musician. She's a comedian, Lindsay.
1: Because she can be like, he said, she said, he said, she said, and be, like, up and, like, she doing doesn't, it. She doesn't...
0: Just- Sit there and tell you a story. No. She stands up, Lindsay. Oh, why didn't I ever think about that? I mean, that? honestly, she's got a fucking recording contract and Seriously, she's making she's videos. Doing something she's right. doing something right.
1: Couch me outside. How about that
0: Couch, I mean, couch me outside. Couch me. <laughs> so there are people I don't want to talk about, but I keep talking about them. We'll explore that in a later episode. Back to you, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> this is my last one. Okay. I just want to touch on this Laurel Yanny bullshit. Yeah, let's talk about it.
1: Because, so I listened to it the other day. I heard both.
0: I can't believe you heard both. I've only heard Laurel.
1: It's so clearly both to me.
0: That's incredible. I think that means like you're um, possibly... A psychic? I was going to say, what is it when you have both male and female sex organs? A hermaphrodite. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm sure Josh is the same. Yeah. Um you so- would know I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen a sex organs. So that's our thing. Okay. Um so if you guys haven't seen there's it's the new blue and white white and gold dress um situation. I don't know where the sound bite came from.
0: I don't either. It was on a Snapchat it looked like. So okay. somebody might have posted it first but how they
1: no, I discovered idea.
0: it or created it.
1: There's a, somebody saying the w- word. Some people think it's Laurel. Other people think it's Yanny. Do
0: you hear Yanny? Laurel, Laurel, or Laurel? Laurel, Laurel. When you hear it at the same time, how do you hear two words being like Laurel Yanny. comes after Yanny? Laurel comes after Yanny. Oh, yes. that's okay. I didn't get that. Yanny is like Yanny Laurel. It goes Yanny Laurel, basically. That's weird. Okay, I in my head I was always like it's the same sound, and you either hear it this way or you hear it that way. But you're saying it goes Yanny Laurel. Yes. <gasps> oh, that gives me goosebumps. Because
1: Laurel is the deeper register. Okay. Laurel, right? Yeah. Laurel. You're, and what does Yanny sound like? Yanny.
0: Laurel.
1: Laurel. Yanny. Yeah. But Yanny. I don't know first. why it's creeping me out. Yanny Laurel. <laughs> Yanny Laurel. <laughs> Yanny. <Yeah. laughs> Listen to it Just google it You'll find it And let us know What you hear I hear both yeah. John also hears both oh. Josh Did so too Once I pointed out to him
0: I will now need to Listen to it and With
1: me With you Yeah
0: you Amy Laurel
1: Okay Yeah
0: it's so stupid, though. <laughs> it is so stupid. And meme culture is so fast now that before it even became a thing, people are already making fun of it and yes. like being mad about it. I'm like, oh, God. There's that
1: stock photo of a <laughs> woman shaking a man's hand. And she says, hi, I'm Laurel. And he says, nice to meet you, Yanny. Like, it's so fast. Everything just gets lit on fire. <laughs> Y'all are and then, so
0: fast. Seriously. Um, so I had two more, but one of them is just. That's <sighs> That's all. That's all. I wanted to talk about the barbecue lady in Oakland, oh. but it's so Wait, in awful. Oakland? Yeah, the woman that busted the barbecue in Oakland. The white woman of oh, the Oh, I black. thought you
1: meant the woman who killed her boyfriend and was accused of serving part of him at the barbecue.
0: That I was not aware <laughs> this of. This is a
1: world we live <laughs> in. <laughs>
0: There's so much garbage this week, you guys. You know about the woman in Oakland that busted the uh, the black uh, yes. family having a barbecue. Yes. The truck. So. I don't really want to get that deep into it. I think at this point, it's also been memefied. She has been dragged pretty hard. But I do want to say, um, cause this also has come up now this week. That was last week. This week, Michael Hayes, a Memphis, Tennessee real estate investor posted a video of him with a angry white woman on the porch calling the police yeah. because he was doing an inspection of a house. And then also just today in a Washington DC park, a black father was pushing his son in a stroller and a white woman took it upon herself to tell security that a quote suspicious man walking the bike path with a baby. White people need to stop fucking dealing, like, in the oh, world what? of reporting black people living their fucking lives. And I know, like, as it comes out of my mouth, of course they do. But it's <sighs> happening. Why is it happening? Why is it trending? Thank like, God for phones three with Three times in a week that these three... And those are the only three that we've heard of. Right. And these are people just out, like... A man in a park pushing his a child stroller. in a
1: stroller. Come on! How about not everyone... that either of the other two are fine by any means. I
0: don't want to turn to the purge by any means, but how about we just take a day off from calling the police? If you are white, just Seriously. one day off. <laughs> like, just don't. Let, like, let's let everyone breathe.
1: Yes. Can we please?
0: Um, but I'm gonna talk instead. <laughs> I didn't talk about that. I'm gonna talk about it instead because this is more fun for you, and this is gonna make you angry. Do you remember Blake <laughs> Farenhold?
1: Uh, for some reason, yes, I know the name, but I don't know who that is.
0: I want to say maybe middle of last year, you called him a fat fuck. I memeified it. Um, he is a former congressman from Texas. Oh yes, yes, yes. And he was known at the time for wanting to duel another congresswoman yes. by the name of Susan Collins. Well, he's back in the news, Lindsay. Oh,
1: I can't. Wait to hear why.
0: Well, let me tell you what he did. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe what he did. You're not going to believe it. He um, had to leave his post in Congress in December. Can I, can
1: I guess why? Go guess, guess. He abused a child.
0: He did not abuse a child.
1: He had a homosexual relationship.
0: He did not do that. Ha, uh, he... You're missing the biggest hashtag of 2017.
1: Hashtag Blake blew himself.
0: He's sexual misconduct to a woman. What are you uh, like? It's like right in front of your fucking face. Well, I, <laughs> Don't get yeah. creative. It's Blake Arnold. <laughs> He's a fat He's fuck. He's a fat fuck who Texas, wanted to. Who, by the duel way, got woman. into Congress through the Tea Party. He's a fucking asshole. So we now know this clearly. And let's also address at this point nobody good is named Blake, right? Are there any good Blakes? Blake Lewis. Male Blake. Oh, who's Blake Lewis?
1: He was the guy on American Idol, and I took a picture with him while hiking that I knew from my friend Ethan. And you were like, how do you know Blake Lewis? He was,
0: yes, he was the runner-up with Jordan Sparks. Good guy. Blake Lewis, good guy. Check for you. Check. Check. And female Blakes are fine. Blake Lively.
1: Yes, and I used to have a neighbor named Blake who was very nice.
0: Okay, these Blakes aren't great. Um, <laughs> Blake Shelton can go fuck himself. So the allegations that came out, um, this all happened in December of 2014, which also goes to show you how on top of everything is. Like mm. he had, he left this past year, but this happened in December, December 2014.
1: That was almost five years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. So
0: the allegations against him. Uh, were that his former, his former spokeswoman was a, name by the, a woman by the name of Lauren Green. Um, in legal documents, she said that um, another aide had complained about her top because she could see her nipples. And Blake said she can show her nipples whenever she wants to. Uh, he also had told other aides that he had sexual fantasies about Lauren and wet dreams about her. Um, <sighs> She described in these legal documents that he was often drunk and flirtatious at work. He complained about his sexless marriage and told a story about another female lobbyist propositioning him for a threesome. All in a day's work when you're a congressman. I know, but not really because um, he had to leave his post. And um, <laughs> also, oh, let's not forget that when she complained to him about this behavior, he fired her. This is a woman Jesus. who came to Capitol Hill as an intern in 2009 and was promoted to his office. She started working for another guy. So he, her promotion meant that he, she had to go work for Blake. She didn't come with Blake, she had to go work from him. And then she, he abuses her and she gets fired for it. Oh, that's, that's just, such a surprise. That's a side note. Huge Let's get shocker. back to Blake for a second. Um, she filed a lawsuit and they settled the lawsuit. Which also became part of the uh, knowledge in December when he left his post. And um, they settled for $84,000. That's nothing. Guess where the $84,000 came from?
1: Taxpayers' money? It sure did, Lindsay. What do you know? And
0: guess what? He said he was going to pay it back when he left office. Sure he he was. And guess what? He He, didn't? He didn't. And now he says he's not going to. Also... He started a new job, Lindsay, where he's gonna be making roughly $160,000 $160, a year. Guess what kind of job he's gonna be doing, Lindsay?
1: Is he in the
0: private sector? He sure is. He's a lobbyist now. <sighs> so, guys, I don't know how we fix what's fucked. But Blake Farenhold, if you need to know what the problem is, is a pretty good fucking yeah, example. Yeah, that's a good start. Jesus. That For is all I mean, I just wrote a, a checklist of all the things I hate about these awful men. So anytime someone wants to know, I'll print it up. I'll put it. I'll meme it. These are all the things. If you can check off more than one of these things, I don't like you very much. Yeah,
1: it's safe to say. So that's just that. That's that. Oh, Blake, hmm. you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs>
0: And that's always come back to that. (laughs) Lindsay Lindsay doesn't want you to be fat, you guys.
1: Seriously, (laughs) let's just get to the heart of the matter and that you're fat piece Uh, of shit. I'm going to get some more wine. Do you want some? Yes, I'll take a splash. For the record, I have no problem.
0: I just tried to unscrew it.
1: It has no screw. I have no problem with any body type.
0: I, I was being facetious. She does not.
1: But this guy
0: deserves to be called mean names. Well, there's some people that look like Fat Fox. He looks like a fat fox. Yes.
1: Moving on. I don't have any other segments but flipping my wig. What about you? Were, you?
0: you were supposed to have another segment this week.
1: I was supposed to do... Young
0: lady. I was supposed to do you not an do investigative your report into Post Malone. And until you do, I'm going to keep saying that I like <laughs> one of his songs.
2: I put like you know my whole emotion and my whole uh, brain into that song. Some people like it, some people don't, but you know, I think it makes it kind of super unique.
1: Uh, maybe next week I'll come with my investigative report about Post Malone. I just... Just couldn't sub- subject myself to such, such.
2: And there's still people that don't like me, but I mean, I'm just trying to do what I do and make the best music that I can, and make music that I love, and and uh, just kick ass as much as I can. Research. I think you were lazy.
1: That too. <laughs> well, um, the Troll
0: patrol.
2: Okay, it's let's a very do quick it. Control. Oh, patrol.
0: Um. I'm sorry, I was pouring you guys. That was terrible mic work. Um. So. My husband is a restaurant writer for the magazine, Westways magazines, uh, AAA, their magazine. And he does a monthly food column. And it's an excellent food column. It's an excellent And if you receive Westways in the mail, you should read it. I've probably talked about it before because I'm very proud of him. If I did, get over it. Anyway, (laughs) because of this work, he um, gets us, uh, we get to go to some restaurants sometimes. Very
1: fun, very nice. And it's really
0: nice because we get treated really nicely. It is a privilege Because we have privilege in this world, everybody. Let's not forget. And uh, we always have nice meals together. And uh, this upcoming week, we are going to a restaurant called Vespertine.
1: I've heard of Vespertine.
0: Vespertine, to all you non-Angelinos, is a really fancy restaurant. What's the, uh, it's a gastronomy, not gastronomy, but like molecular uh, gastronomy. Yeah. They create these incredible food items that it, the, for, the chef there used to have a restaurant called Red Medicine. This is his new place. It's supposed to be like the Disneyland of uh, micro- molecular gastronomy. And it's also... Such a tongue twister. Ooh.
1: Excuse me, I barbed. Um, it's got the whole, it's it's a whole experience. Yes,
0: you go in and you go through mi- various rooms over the course of the night it is not cheap, which is why we're very excited to be going. Yeah, for it's amazing. Free. Um, but uh, there's a review. I, I was curious about what the experience is, and this is surprising. I'm sure to hear that I looked for spoilers.
1: That is surprising. I know.
0: I think I was a little more like when it comes to eating. I'm just like, how do like? I just want to know a little more than yeah. the end of the Sixth Sense, like you. Um, <laughs> but I found the Yelp reviews to be. Very interesting. So I am preemptively giving Vespertine the benefit of the doubt. Um, maybe it won't be what it's supposed to be.
1: But at least it'll be free.
0: <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, but Justin H. Uh, wrote quite the epic monologue. By
1: the way, Justin H. could be my brother because his name is Justin Harbert, but he doesn't live in Los Angeles, so it wouldn't be. Just he's, funny. He's
0: from Long Beach and he does not look like your brother. Okay. But uh, I am going to cut out some of the paragraphs of this because it's very long and it's really about the ending. So this is the worst fine dining restaurant experience I have ever had, hands down. Had I paid $500 total for this experience, my review may be closer to three quarters of a star. Or Sorry, my review may have been closer to three, four stars. But $1,200? You have to be kidding me. Holy shit. This place is a sinkhole of hype. Another player in the smoke and mirrors game of Hollywood caps do not go here. Showed up at 530 on time. I went to the restroom upon arrival. I made my way back into the to the intro setting in the garden where awaited me a sparkling birch water in a very nice Zalto champagne glass. I had 30 seconds to enjoy it with my partner, who luckily informed me what the drink was, then was told it's time to go. WTF, I just got here, and I'm trying to chill out. Strike one.
1: Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry we didn't know your chill-out schedule for the night, Justin.
0: (laughs) Met Jordan, the chef, who introduces us nicely, but is obviously an amateur in his own environment, stumbling on his words and presenting the place as a form of escapism and an unconventional dining experience. Has this guy experienced fine dining worldwide? Escapism? Not a real concept, obviously, if one had any experience whatsoever about fantasy realities like this. Whatever. What? Thank you. It's, try to understand that. What fantasy
1: is that? realities? He
0: she he wants someone to understand the reality of fantasy, right? Is that that's, what you're hearing?
1: That's a that's a contradiction.
0: Based on fine dining. So he has imagined some sort of fantasy world where fine dining exists. And he's saying, you don't know that shit, oh brother. God. Get to fucking work. All and right. how
1: dare you, a chef, talk to me and perhaps stumble over your words because you were also trained in media <laughs> handling, aren't you?
0: Okay. All right. I'm going to jump ahead. We are told that the mains are over and dessert is next. This is where I am so bummed now. 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 I am feeling like it just started to get interesting. About 20 more of these courses and wine pairings, and we're talking about a real culinary experience. Why do I always say that word wrong? Culinary. Culinary, correct? Some
1: people say it, however you say it. I feel like it's weird. Culinary.
0: Culinary experience. Dessert? WTF! We just got started. How
1: many glasses of wine did this motherfucker
0: want? We'll get there. (laughs) Every express, I'm so glad you said that. Every epic restaurant I've ever been to has been at least double the amount of courses, literally having to stop myself from saying no when dessert is announced. But this, this is an insult. Strike free, I am over it. He is the reason the French resistance happened. It's time to see our way out please enjoy this tiny scent spray to remind you of this experience and head outside, please. We are seated in the garden where two more little desserts are presented and three drinks. In retrospect, but little to my knowledge, are the three drinks pure liquor and given in copious amount. I let the server there know that right before being escorted out, I wanted a splash of the only red wine that was served throughout the evening's courses. I am brought a full glass of Riesling and a bill for 40 more on top of the $1,157 I have paid so far. I spend the next hour indulging in what's presented as the final experience to pad the dissatisfaction I am experiencing. I go from being tipsy to now completely wasted and blackout drunk within the hour. My memory stops at this point. I am now at the whim of my partner, who explains that I was falling over and also falling into the chef when he comes to greet us, that I was swearing and laughing hysterically, that not only did she have to drive us home, but she watched me puke and pee all over myself and then tell her to leave leave me at the car when we arrived home. I wake up at 6 a.m. in the back of my truck and wonder whatever happened.
1: He was mad that he got blackout drunk and pissed himself? their fault it's all their fault
0: it's their fault he wasn't told that that was straight liquor because you know when you taste things
1: and you're like wow this tastes like apple
0: juice wait what do you mean it's straight liquor and i have a rampant drinking problem clearly by the fact that i vomit and piss on myself sometimes i should probably slow down Mm -hmm.
1: maybe you didn't need and you don't order a splash of red wine and then get served a full glass of riesley you're such a liar camille At a restaurant That didn't happen No None of Like this And I'm sorry But you're not gonna be A very reliable historian When you're like All of this What I'm saying right now All definitely happened And then I blacked out Yeah Like everything That you just reported You were probably Quite drunk for If you're gonna be Blacked out By the time you leave I
0: may ask If we have like A good rapport With the chef If we meet him Was there a guy Who fell into you And pissed and puked All over himself He's on Yelp. Yeah. And I'd like to know what that story was I like would from love, your perspective. I least. hope there's an update. Could you tell me a little bit about Justin H. from Long Beach? That would be great. Oh, so that's my. That's amazing. Troll patrol. That's a great troll patrol. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing. You're welcome. Um, shall we flip our wigs? Let's flip our
1: wigs. Time to flip your wigs. Would you like to start? Sure. Okay. Uh, So we all heard about how the Golden State Killer has been apprehended. Um, Interesting backstory with that. The Golden State Killer was active between the 70s and the 80s, and he started as a rapist and moved on to murder. Um, It's a whole very crazy case. And um, the author, the crime author, Michelle McNamara, who became best known as Patton Oswalt's Wife who passed away in her sleep wrote a book and was obsessed with this case for many years. And this book is called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." And after he was arrested, well, first of all, after she passed away, very tragically, Patton made it his mission to finish her, finish and publish her book, which he succeeded at. Uh, It was published earlier this year, I believe, or late last year. I can't remember. I did not get it immediately because it somehow missed my radar. Then he got captured and a bunch of people started posting about how her book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, is amazing and you should check it out if you're at all interested in true crime. I have since started reading it. It is so good. Not only is she a great crime writer, she's also just a great writer. Yeah. Um. I If you like true crime and any capacity, I definitely recommended it. I, I haven't finished it for a uh, yet. I'm at 64% on my Kindle. Uh, but I love it. I can't wait to finish it. And I want to reread it because I know that there are things that I've missed. But she's so thorough. She's obviously very passionate about this case. It's unfortunate that he wasn't caught until after she passed away. But it's amazing that he was. She knows. She's here. For sure. Yeah. Um, and the, the police chief who reported the arrest said that it, sh- her uh, her work didn't lead to his arrest but it's hard to believe that a woman who kept the Golden State Killer in the like excuse me pop culture burp, um, and just p- kept people aware of it didn't have anything to do with the fact that there was still you know
0: so he's he made a comment saying like it didn't help. Pretty much. Okay, that comes kind of shady. Yeah. You could just be like, we. you can make that same statement and say, we don't know the impact of this, but we're grateful right. to have this. You know, but he's a cop and yeah. probably wants to take all the glory. Right.
1: And if for those of you who don't know, the guy was apprehended because a, a family member of his, I think it was a cousin, did 123 Me or Ancestry.com. And so, I don't know how... It got into the crime database, Oh my! but God. her DNA oh. matched with part of the DNA evidence that was left by the Golden wow, State Killer. Wow, I didn't know that. And that's how it got flagged.
0: That's incredible.
1: It's crazy. It's... I mean, I'm not worried about it because I'm not a murderer or a rapist. Yet. Yet, but... Oh, you uh, said
0: rapist. You're not going to be a rapist. You may be a murderer. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know what's... <laughs> I, I, guys, this has really gone off the rails, but... Uh, Anyway, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> and they're not funny, but... Uh,
0: you doing them is funny. <laughs> I
1: have a tiny little knife. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about kind of the legality of your DNA being accessible from a third party. It's all very strange, yeah. but it's... Also, and if it very catches cool. killers exactly. I know
0: there's a backside that will be dark someday where like we're all in a database somewhere. But for now, if a killer gets caught, yeah, eh, I don't know.
2: And if I'm somebody sure wants to use my DNA to make Reddit a replica, is say
0: I'm an idiot. Uh, um, I want to say on that briefly. Um, I started listening to my favorite murderer, mm-hmm. murder, murder. I always say murderer. My favorite murder. Um, because I I did a shoot with Georgia Hartstark, mm-hmm. um, who is a lovely, lovely woman and very talented, and I. Listen to a lot of her episodes um, with Karen Kilgareff. Thank you. And uh, it's quite a service that they're doing. And not only like them, but like these people who are putting true crime out there into the ether like Michelle did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that it's easy to write it off as, oh, it's guilty pleasure, this and that. And some of it is. But a lot of it is like, wow, we're doing a lot more work as common Americans and humans to get these people shining a spotlight on who they are. Because ultimately, if it's entertaining, great. But if somebody hears something because they're entertained and they're like, that sounds like someone I know. Yeah. This is doing a huge service. And I'm all for it. I think also the thing with My Favorite Murder that is great is... They are speaking about true crime in a way that is like very pro women and saying that you need to protect yourselves. These right. are the things that men do. These are the things that people do, and they shine a light on that. And I think it's I think it's a great podcast. They also said on the podcast that listening to um, Michelle's book is also quite an experience. Oh, I'm sure. So if you're interested, I think I might do that mm-hmm. um, and listen to it. Awesome. They said it's a really really well done audio recording. Amazing. Staying on the dark stuff, I watched the HBO documentary, A Dangerous Sun.
1: I have not watched that.
0: It is troubling and very important. Um, it is the, it's, a, it's a documentary. Um, I will find her name by the end of this, but it's the, it's the woman who also did um, the Nina Simone documentary. Mm. Um, and Which is a great She is remarkably talented and quite a documentarian. And it is the story of three... Young boys Who are all suffering From behavioral Behavioral Thank you um, Issues that lead them To violence In the home And There's some really Really tough stuff To watch But It addresses how what we've said before in the past on this podcast and say far too often, mental illness is not treated in the same way Mm -hmm. that cancer and diabetes uh, is in this country, where if you are diagnosed with those things, you are given treatment and you are not shamed for it. Right. Mental illness is still a huge blind spot in this country and these children are suffering. And there's a woman who um, speaks, she is the mother of a young boy in the uh, Sandy Hook area, and when Sandy Hook happened, Sandy Hook, right? Yeah. Okay, God. When Sandy, I'm so always so nervous that I'm saying like one word wrong because I've done it so many times. Um, when that happened, she wrote a blog post and she said, "I am Dylan's mother. Dylan, I believe, was the shooter in the Sandy Hook, um, or was no, that Aurora?
1: Dylan." Did, sand, the Sandy Hook shooter's mother was killed. Well,
0: that's the thing. She's saying the, in the article, I am the mother of oh, a son like this right it. now. So got I, it. That's, and she, it was a, like a blog post. She did it. Just, like, she said she sat down one night and just needed to share, my son is this boy. Mm-hmm. Please help me. And instead of getting people coming to her defenses, Ugh. they tore her to shreds and said like well fix your kid it's your problem like he's your son like that's get so over terrifying. it and that's the heart of this documentary is addressing that these kids are innocent they are mentally challenged and it's ch- not and they- the parents' fault and it's either, not the parents' oftentimes. fault oftentimes and we have to start talking about this and looking at it in a new way where we address the fact that they are suffering parents right. and children and there has to be more done these these assistance, and that's the other thing that it shines a light on, the, any assistance that is state funded is disappearing before our eyes. Uh-huh. And more than half of the population of children who are suffering from a psychological disorder are not being helped right now.
1: That's so crazy. And at the same time, we wonder
0: why there is violence and why these things are happening. And it's right before our eyes. And we just don't want to address it. And I think it's a huge, huge mountain to climb. But at the very least, we can start talking about it as friends and family in a way where you hear if someone is struggling with mental issues, you don't immediately spark to that knee-jerk reaction. And I'm guilty of this, too, of being like, well... are are you drinking too much or what are you doing? Like what is your thing that's your problem? These are real psychological disorders and especially with children. They don't know how to navigate it.
1: And and mental wellness and help should not be an affluent person's thing. It should be accessible to people of any income level because it affects people of every income level. Like people going to therapy is a... In my mind, when I was growing up as a blue-collar person, that's what rich people do. Mm-hmm. You know, poor people do not go to a therapist. Yeah. Um, and that's that in itself is a stigma that needs to go away. Like, it should be accessible. It should be there for anybody who needs it. And it's not. Yeah.
0: And how about introducing meditation to kids at yeah. a young age? That's oh what the my Dana Lynch God. Foundation does. No pun intended. It's a no-brainer. This is the kids are already taking nap time. Teach them how to mm-hmm. deal. And granted, meditation is not going to solve psychological disorders. No, I it know can that. Help. I'm not trying to be flippant. But like that, these are things that we can do to get children at a younger age understanding how their brains work yeah. and how to cope with things. These kids are, it's heartbreaking to see what they're going through. And it's a very important documentary it's not a fun Friday night' watch but I challenge everyone to find it um, a dangerous Sun on HBO yeah Very I'll important check stuff. It out I'm yeah. sure I'll
1: cry a lot yeah <sighs> um, on a completely different
0: note. good let's bring it to happier things
1: this is in, this is so funny and stupid <laughs> and crazy so
0: <laughs> funny stupid crazy
1: so we Oops. I'm sorry
0: to stop you real quick. Liz Garbus is the name of the documentarian. Liz Garbus. Liz Garbus.
1: Um, So (laughs) there was a post on Reddit a couple nights ago that my husband shared with me um, by this guy named Donnie Baker. And it's him talking to the camera. He talks in a Indiana redneck accent, which is very distinct. And if you listen to this this clip, you'll know.
2: I don't even know where to begin. I'm so pissed. I'm Donnie Baker, and I'm here to report a violation of statute of limitations to Court 7. I ain't filed to paperwork, but I want this on the record. This is where my boat used to be. I come home from work. My boat's been impounded. And I just built this boat ramp, so I want the state to reimburse me for all that lumber, okay? Because my boat, now I've got to mow this now and some nights I would sleep in it. You not only impounded a boat, you took a whole room addition. All because my neighbor to the north towed the homeowners association my boat was an eyesore. Well, so's your wife, Mitchell. We ain't supposed to have livestock in this neighborhood, yet you married a sea cow. Well, I'll say it right to his face. I'll say it right to his face in cursive because he knows if he comes over, I'll scissor kick his gizzard and break his karate artery. So
1: that was Donnie saying that his neighbor called the Homeowners Association to get his boat taken away because it's an eyesore. <laughs> and he's very upset about it. He's going to put bird feed in the bug zapper of Mitchell's <laughs> house because he hates birds. It's... It just, every time I watch it, it gets funnier. (laughs) And Josh showed it to me and I was like, I would really love to believe that that's a real person, but there's no way that's a real person. And he was like, I don't know, it might be. I was like, no. And then I looked it up and I realized why it was so familiar to me. It was a character that is on a radio show that oh. was in my hometown called Bob and Tom. And it's this guy named Ron Sexton that does this Donnie Baker character. Okay. And so we started going back on his YouTube page, and he has one where he talks shit to about Rambo 5, and he's <laughs> he has a he has a boxing glove on holding a knife because he talks shit to Rocky too. <laughs> and it's, part of it can be really crass but it's also just like he embodies this person that I have known my whole life because there are so many of the those guys in Indiana and they're all like funny in their own way but they're just I don't know you a just little off. yes a little very funny, off yeah. very off but I think I wanna it's go to so Indiana. funny <laughs> one of one of Donnie Baker's lines is uh, uh excuse me I am a feminist I like my pussy like I like like a like my steak, pink in the middle and full of gristle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because he acts like this, this kind of like machismo guy, but then he always flips it. So it's like, you know, that the person that's performing this is at least semi woke. Like he's calling out the ridiculousness in the world through this character. Uh-huh. And I just think it's so funny. Okay. Donnie Baker
0: Let's We'll put it on the Instagram Maybe on the blog Yes Someday We'll update that website You guys Wigsandwise.com That's been a while
1: Mm Mm-hmm We'll get back to it Sure
0: Um My next wig Is for another piece of television That I watched this week which is John Mulaney's new comedy special on Netflix, Kid okay. Gorgeous.
1: Wow, you liked it?
0: Oh, my God. I laughed for over an hour straight. Really? I don't know John Mulaney really at all. I just I've knew a sitcom
1: that I didn't love.
0: The billboards have been all over town, and I was like, I just want to laugh tonight. <laughs> just hopefully. And stand-up and I are always like... Yes. I can sometimes appreciate stand-up, but it doesn't She's make me laugh. She's a fickle She's a very fickle stand-up person. Yeah. But John Mulaney... Wow.
1: I would not have guessed that. I
0: did not either. And maybe it was my headspace. As I've always said, when you see a movie or a TV show and where your head is at that moment Mm -hmm. really affects how you see it. But I lived for it. I thought there was there was some bits in it that I was just like couldn't and he grows he grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. which I also did. So there's so many things in there that if you didn't grow up Catholic you might be like, sure, whatever. Right. But man does he nail some incredibly astute observations and I cried laughing. Okay. I was embarrassing myself with out. the windows open. Um so, yeah, I'm check so it out. surprised.
1: I wasn't gonna watch it because I I have nothing against John Mulaney, but it's not. I don't look at his billboards and think, oh, that's something that I want to spend my time doing.
0: I don't know what it was that made me check it out. I think I've always known him to be a sharp comedian. Like he's, he's an incredible an writer, a writer, yeah. and so I thought, well, maybe this will work. And now I want to go back and revisit all of his specials. Mm-hmm. It was really, really entertaining and a good set. So if that's your Friday night show, save a dangerous son for Sunday. Yes, Friday night, John Mulaney. Hour of your life Will be very well spent And Radio City Music Hall That's the other thing Watching him perform At Radio City And like the shots of him From behind When you would see the people Like Man does that Take Big guts yes. To stand on a stage In front of that many people And tell Jokes I can't oh, imagine Oh it gives me the like whoa! I had to have A, that was a conversation Ed, With but... <laughs> somebody today And I was like Oh god How am I gonna pull this off <laughs> It's an awesome Awesome show
1: That's awesome I will check it out Yeah Um I don't think I've talked about this yet, but if I have, stop me. I probably won't remember. Nobody will. Uh, a Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo.
2: We've talked, talked
1: about, about it, but...
0: It. Do you have it now? I read it. Oh, I no, you, you did okay. not talk about reading it.
1: I knew I had talked about the existence of this book, and uh, as a refresher, it's the answer to the Mike Pence book about like, the, bun- the, the bunny. Let's not
0: even talk about that.
1: Doesn't matter. Um, so John Oliver um that he he had it written he didn't write it but a a woman wrote it and it's by her and Marlon Bundo which is adorable <laughs> and I uh our friends Mike and Steph got it and they received it while I was in San Francisco visiting them and I read it and it made me teary eyed oh i thought it was going to be just kind of like a funny book for adults to making fun of Mike Pence. Yeah. But it's actually a really sweet book about acceptance and being who you are oh. and not being afraid of of the stink bug who's the bad guy who's saying that you shouldn't live the life that you want to lead. That's beautiful. It's a really sweet children's book. And if you have a child, I recommend it. If you're an adult who just needs a feel-good book, I recommend it. It's just a really sweet book, which I wasn't expecting. I, I'm
0: not I was not expecting that either. Yeah. And I do want to support it, so maybe I'll just order it. Yeah.
1: Maybe It'll didn't. take a while because it's like back backward. Good. But good. It's a really sweet book. I can't wait to have a baby one day and read it to them.
0: Like Pippi Longstocking.
1: Like Pippi Longstocking <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like fucking. That's gonna be the new clip that people are like, is she saying stalking or fucking?
0: Um I have a couple more quickies that I can buzz through.
1: Sure. I have um, you have two more. Okay
0: Quickies Yeah I can do I have, uh, I'll i do two quickies And then one final So my two quickies Are um, Hunger mm-hmm. By Florence and mm-hmm. the Machine Florence has dropped The I want to say The real single I like the first song That she released um, I'm blanking on the name Right yeah. now But it kind of Underwhelmed me And I got a little nervous And then Hunger came out And she released this crazy Great awesome video. video for it and I am so in. She's playing the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles and tickets are like sold out. <sighs> Lindsay was online. I was online. We could not get tickets. If anyone has a contact to the Walt Disney Concert Hall that wants to help us Please? and our husbands get in to see Florence and the Machine we at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, grateful. we'll do a lot for you. It, just... You know, I will just make know you we'll, all the banana bread, and I think I can do like I can. Um, I can paint you something.
1: Yeah, he'll make you some. I'll nice make you vintage something. We really want to go out show, but the stuff. song,
0: the single is fantastic. It's running around in flowy dresses. And it's all that Florence, you want from Florence. All
1: the flaily dance moves you can ask for. Yep.
0: And uh, my girl, who makes missteps in life, but I, she'll always be my girl, Nicki Minaj, uh, posted an Instagram. She's on SNL this weekend on the season finale with mm-hmm. Tina Fey, which is a huge fucking deal by yeah. the way. The Tina Fey, and Nicki Minaj season finale. I love that. Um, but her caption said, Gotta be fucking kidding me. OMG. She and I are shooting our movie after Saturday's show airs. Yikes. Get your whole fucking life hose. In fact, that's the name of the movie Get Your whole fucking life hose. Psych. It's called Get Your Life Ugly. So I don't know what that is, but the idea of Nicki Minaj and Tina Fey being in a movie called Get Your Life Ugly, take my money now.
1: Yes. I'm there. So. I will take it.
0: That was just another little moment that made me happy this week.
1: Um, A moment that made me very happy this week was the GQ comedy cover. Have you seen it? I haven't. So they do an annual comedy cover. And this year, (gasps) on the cover, (gasps) is Sarah Silverman (gasps) Issa Rae and Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Not only is it some three badass bitches, but they made fun of the Vanity Fair Photoshop mishap that happened that gave Reese Witherspoon three <laughs> legs and Oprah Winfrey three hands. That's awesome. And I didn't know
0: Oprah had three hands. I saw on Reese's the third inside, leg. She had three hands
1: on the inside. Yes. Um, and you just have to like. To at-
0: be fair, though, that just might be Mother Oprah. Having like the the sort of like Hindu goddess arms that she forgot to tuck one away could be you never know could be because God knows if anyone has eight arms it's, it's Oprah Oprah
1: so when you first look at the cover you're just like oh it's these three looking like gorgeous in these gowns and then you look closer and you're like wait where why are there where's that hand coming from do you have it up that right now yes I want to
0: see it you're just staring at your computer talking about it it's can I so
1: good <laughs> hold on guys.
0: <laughs> That is brilliant! Isn't oh my it god, so good? whoever came up with that deserves a Pulitzer. Like, that look is at Kate so, I love the hand over Issa's shoulder too. <laughs> look at the hand underneath
1: <laughs> the risers next to Sarah. That is so good. Isn't that so? I feel funny? like I could look at
0: this for days. Yes, I want to frame that. It's so good. Oh, that's so good. Um,
1: so not only do I applaud GQ, who is who, which is typically a men's magazine. Um, for putting three women on their comedy cover, but also for doing a great trolley fucking cover that really takes the piss out of Vanity Fair. And Vanity Fair said well played on yeah. Twitter. So, brilliant. It's really great. Awesome. Um, and then I have one more little one. Do you have anything else? I have one
0: more. So, let me do my last one. Okay. And then you do a little. Um, I now know how nerds feel when they see Avengers Infinity War and like they got really excited, mm-hmm. right? Because, guys, the trailer for the Whitney Houston documentary came out this week, and my heart beat out of my chest. I
1: have not watched it.
0: We will watch it immediately after this, and you will understand why. Yeah. It's... The Whitney Houston story is inarguably tragic. Right. But the cut of this trailer <laughs> is what people see when they are nerds and they watch Avengers. I can't wait. Because I was like, these are... it. it I don't even want to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. It's just, you will know when you see this trailer who I am if I respond to this. And that might not be a good thing, but it's who I am. And I am fine with that. Just to back this up a little bit. (laughs) He knows exactly what I'm
1: gonna say. I'm staring at him and he's like,
0: oh girl. Oh I no, I didn't until you just said that. <laughs> she got messy last week, you got.
1: By she, he means he. <laughs> Not she, pointing to myself. It has been a long few weeks. It has. Weeks. It has been a long few weeks. And also, girl, I get messy myself. Um, but we hung out on Saturday. My best friend Donnie. Hi, Donnie, was in town. Um, and Nick and Paul came over to hang out and watch some drag race. And then we ended up like going down a rabbit hole of music videos. And, and Polly Girl. Also, oh, I can't. Polly Girl's. Good buddy Josh came home And Josh was like Who wants an old fashioned And Polly girl did not mention to Josh That she had already had Over a bottle of wine And she was like Yes I want an old fashioned So these, these boys go off Into the kitchen Make their old fashions And then Paul comes out And I'm like Who put the googly eyes On his head He was In rare form And it was amazing And then They were They were getting ready to go And Paul's like I want a lip sync <laughs> I'm singing a Nelson, so we pull up. Didn't we almost have it all by the one and o- one and only Whitney Houston? Such a deep cut. Such a deep cut, and not only that, but it was the live version.
0: So Paul, which I've never seen,
1: <laughs> Paul starts singing, but then he gets real mad because he's like, I don't know this version. <laughs> And I said, "You said this was okay." So he was blaming his messy lip sync on the <laughs> fact that it was the live version of Whitney's. Didn't we
0: almost have, have it all? But
1: it was it was amazing to me, and I can only imagine,
0: guys. It's been a long couple of weeks. She had a little too much. She was overserved. She learned her lesson. <laughs> she also needs to thank Lindsay because Lindsay. I think opened all our eyes to frozen pizza that night. Yes. We were talking about ordering delivery, you guys. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. She got two Trader Joe's ones, which were like the appetizers. They, they were
1: Newman's <laughs> own. <laughs>
0: Those were like different little pieces of cardboard. We were not with at Trader Joe's. Them. But then she brought out the DiGiorno. Everybody's you guys, like, why it, are we still listening to this podcast right now? Because they know. They know the truth about DiGiorno's. Girl. It might be like absolute garbage, but it is the most delicious, absolute garbage. Yes. With I, ranch dressing, no less.
1: And, oh, this was just, it made me aghast. Best friend Donnie, we've been best friends since I say eight, he says ten. He's right mathematically, but I will not let it go. Because
0: you are so, like, that's a Does weird it thing. It doesn't matter.
1: I'm dipping my pizza in ranch as is custom from being from Indiana. And he looks at me, he goes, you dip it in ranch? And I'm like... We're from the same southeast side Indianapolis suburb. That's all we do is dip things in ranch. He does not do it. He doesn't dip his fries in ranch either. It's like I don't even, it's like sleeping next to a stranger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, Whitney Houston, there's a documentary coming. It will make your heart race if you are anything like me. I can't
1: wait. I can't wait. My final uh, uh, flip twig is also about an idol. Who um, I have grown up with and look up to so much, and that's Zach Morris. <laughs> um, just a little backstory between me and Zach. I loved his hair so much. I don't know how I am not a lesbian. I loved Zach Morris's hair so much that I modeled my hairstyle after his for my third grade photo. Go to my Twitter, that's my profile picture. So I tried to emulate Zach Morris's hair. That's how much I loved him. I wanted to be him.
0: I don't think I ever knew that. I know your picture, but I didn't know you were trying to be Zach Morris. I was
1: emulating Zach Morris's hair. It wasn't short enough to get the volume, but I was trying to get the volume. Anyway,
0: you're the weirdest person. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you think that—that's what's even sadder is that that poor grade. girl thought she was being Zach Morris. I
1: wanted. I loved him so much. I and wanted- I see
0: you looking into the camera in such a different way right now. It's so like. I'm Zach Morris. Please.
1: <laughs> Tell me I'm Zach. So, oh, I've just
0: learned so much about you in the last 30 seconds.
1: There's a YouTube series called Zach Morris is Trash. Have you heard of this? No. It's so good. It's about how basically Zach Morris is a huge narcissistic asshole that gets his friends in trouble, including getting Jesse hooked on speed. So uh, the one I watched was about how... He got Jesse hooked on speech was one, and then another one was how he like basically pimped out Kelly so he could be the star of like an anti-drug
0: campaign. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I ha- those are the only two I've watched, but they're so good. And this guy makes such a great point that Zach Morris is. Straight up
0: garbage. If There are a few, like, I've read a few, like, people that are able to sort of be smarter about pop culture. Mm -hmm. I read an article, and I probably, I could probably find it, but I remember reading one a few years ago that was like, Phoebe Buffay is the worst friend you would ever want in your entire life. I could see that. And they broke down, like, 20 or 25 things that she did over the course of the show that are like, yeah, you're right, she's almost a sociopath. And, of course, we're looking at it with 2018 eyes. Right. We are are way too aware of everything, of, like, whatever. But I think, yeah, when you look back at certain characters and those characters aren't self-aware of what they are, Mm -hmm. you can have some fun. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't
1: wait to delve more into Donnie Baker and Zach Morris uh, this week. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anything with Post Malone because we all
0: know he's trash. Except that is one good (sighs) thing. Oh, and that reminds me. I have one last thing. You guys... Believe it or not, 2018 is almost halfway over. Shut order.
1: up. Give me a stomachache and ulcer an with one phrase. But
0: here's the good news. Guys, it's almost Memorial Day weekend, the kickoff to summer, which means, hey, guys, summertime mix is coming. <gasps> Yay. I won't have it until probably next week, but keep your eyes and ears open on the Instagram, and I will make sure um, I send the link and put it on the website so that you can get your summertime grooves on because I've been collecting probably since March. I and I am wait. very happy with what I have found. It's a perfectly curated summertime mix for your Memorial Day weekend barbecue. Get ready for that. Um, remember that you can find us on Instagram at Wigs and Weiss. Our email is Wigs and Weiss at gmail.com. Our Twitter is Wigs and Weiss. You can find us in all those places. Reach out to us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't.
1: Please. And
0: keep listening and keep telling friends and liking and rating. And, and all that good stuff. Who I think that's all I got.
1: She really did it. She did it. Didn't we almost have it all?
0: I'll play you out on one of the songs from the Times Mix just to whet your appetite.
1: That sounds delicious. Which, by
0: the way, I did in our last episode. I don't know if you heard it, but there's a um, a young woman... Um, Who has a really Really fun song Called Heart to Break Which we Mm. did watch Last weekend And that's what Played us out last time And I just put it in At the end last time um, Because it's a great song But if you guys Don't know Kim Petras I hope I'm saying Her last name right She is a trans woman Who is out Making fucking Club bangers And you should get Into her catalog Because she's killing it And she's gorgeous And she's fun And she's changing Pop music And I'm really excited About her and what She's going to bring us next
1: Absolutely
0: Bye Bye Wigs